Hello and welcome to season one, a podcast where two best friends watch, review, and recommend TV shows that only aired one season. My name is Andrew. And my name is Presley. And on this week's episode, we have some hot, fresh Disney Plus action for you in the name of Willow, the TV series. Presley, post-intro, would you please synopsize the show for us? Yeah, this is where we would normally put the intro, but there's no intro music to this show, so we're not going to do that this time. It's going to be a little odd. Oh yeah, there really uh, isn't. They, they have like they have an intro sequence that's like yeah. a book opening that says Willow on it, like very storybook kind of. But like the music is different every single time, so it, I like mm. it's not consistent enough for me to put an intro. Anyway, I digress. Let me tell you all about uh, the show. Spoiler warning, as always. Uh, Willow is a direct sequel to the 1988 film of the same name. The show stars Willow, Warwick Davis, uh, a Nelwyn sorcerer who is the original protagonist of the film and is recruited by a group of misfit heroes who are trying to rescue the son of Willow's former compatriot and current queen um, of Air Asleen. The team comprises Kit Tantalos, played by Ruby Cruz, the sister of Eric, Dempsey Brick, who is kidnapped in the pilot episode. We also have Jade, played by Aaron Kellyman, a knight in training and a romantic interest of Kit. Prince Graydon, Tony Revolery, Revolery, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say your name, Tony, uh, who is the arranged husband for Kit to marry uh, upon their return from this this quest. We also have Borman, played by Amar Chada Patel, a ruffian with a mysterious and tumultuous past uh, who was locked up prior to the events of the show. And Alora Dannon, who you name might remember if you've seen the movie, uh, played by Ellie Bamber, the baby rescued by Willow in the original film, who has been hidden as a cook uh, in the castle, uh, and doesn't even know her own identity until Willow recognizes her upon their first meeting. Uh, the gang, in their attempts to uh, rescue Eric uh, from the crone, which is the main protagonist of the series, uh, go on various adventures and are on a quest to the immor- immemorial city, which is on basically like the edge of the planet of their uh, lore mythology. Uh, and it's also the prison where Eric uh, is being held and the home of the crone, the main antagonist, as I mentioned, um, who is attempting to resurrect the worm to bring chaos to the world. Um, it's a little ambiguous and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Cause that's like, it's not super spelled out, but anyway, Alora Dannon has been, uh, trained by Willow as they've gone through their quest fights with Kit to rescue, uh, Kit's brother uh, from the crone who has poisoned Eric's mind against his sister and partner. So like Eric basically turns evil as a result of the crone, basically manipulating him being imprisoned. So they actually have to end up fighting. Uh, Kit fights her own brother and Alora Dannon fights the crone because it's like sorcerers against sorcerer and uh, warrior against warrior. Then with the help of the rest of the gang who we thought had uh, not followed Alora and Kit uh, into the immemorial city, uh, they all fight and are triumphant. Uh, Eric is freed from the spell that the crone uh, put on him and the crone is defeated and Graydon is actually presumed dead. He's like the one fatality of this whole uh, event. Uh, But then their gang begins their journey back home. uh, But we are left on a cliffhanger as Graydon sees a vision of Alora taking over the world in this kind of like dark revision of a vision that we've seen from Willow uh, earlier on in the show where he sees that he was unable to save Alora in the same situation. It's cool how they mirror each other, but one is like very dark and one's more like an earnest failure vision. Um, so that was Willow uh, left on a cliffhanger as a lot of our shows are. Uh, and yeah. What a cliffhanger that last episode was. Yeah. So much so that I didn't get to watch it. So, so we're going <laughs> to dig, we talked about this, but we're going to, we're going to dig into this because the reason that we did this show right now immediately and why I picked it to be this episode was because yeah. Disney announced that they were removing it from Disney plus and we had like four days to watch it and there's only yeah. eight episodes and they're 45 minutes, but we have lives and we get busy. Yeah. And, uh, while I was able to, to finish off the sh- series, uh, Andrew, unfortunately only got seven episodes out of the eight done. Yeah. And so basically just had to read a synopsis, uh, online uh, of the episode. I recounted some of it to him as well. Yeah. Uh, and, we need to talk about this because this is something I've wanted to talk about in the podcast yeah. in, in a broader context. But I want to mm-hmm. know you're the one that you know has been uh, kind of cheated out of the finale. So how how are you feeling? Cheated, cheated is is strong language. Um, I don't feel 
uh, any real negative emotion for missing the last episode because I wasn't that into this show. Okay. Um, spoiler, I guess, for the, the episode of this. Uh, no, I mean, I, okay. So in a general sense, there's a lot of a context that I was missing because I haven't seen the, the feature film or the original film. Yeah, the original movie. I haven't seen the original film. So missing a little bit of context there, obviously. Mm-hmm. The show does a really good job at throwing back and contextualizing certain things that happen in the show via the movie events. Yes. And they show direct but, clips from the movie. And they'll times. show, yeah, they'll yeah. show direct clips from the, the film, but then they don't give you information and context for what is actually happening in the show. Yeah. And you're left going, well, what the hell just happened? I know, I know, like, I guess why this thing just happened, or I understand the, the, the gravity of it because I just right. saw this throwback and they had just explained it, but I don't literally have any idea what the hell just happened. Yeah, I, I think like it, it's an important thing because uh, I felt similar and I have seen the original Willow. Yeah. And this show and movie, both of them, we're going to talk about in conjunction for a second here, either have a bug or a feature, depending on how you feel about the narrative <laughs> structure, of yeah. not spelling out the world to you in as explicit terms, mm-hmm. um, where they're talking about things that are very matter of fact that the viewer has never been given context for. Right. This is something that I tend to like in shows because I like to figure out things for myself and I like to build the world a little bit in my head along yeah. with what is presented to me and infer and deduct. But I know a lot of people really don't like that. Um, and, and you know, it sounds like you're kind of caught in the middle a little bit where there, there are elements yeah. of it that you might enjoy and you can figure out. And then there are elements that are lo- that go a little bit over your head, which are true. Me too. Like there was, there was stuff I was like, wait, what that, that was, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I liked the aspect of it a lot more than you did just generally from, from like just this cursory discussion we're having so far. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, I, I don't mind, I don't mind being left in the dark a little bit and having to kind of piece things together, but at least make it possible to piece things together. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you felt like there was uh, no, yeah, I just, no way to do it. I felt lost the whole time. Like I watched an episode and I was like, okay, I know things just happened because I watched it. I have no idea what this means to anything really. Mm. Like I, I understand some of the interpersonal things that happened. Obviously, like I understand that love is love and someone can fall for someone and things like that, obviously. And, and whatever, but I feel like there was just so much that happened in this series. Like, just uh, like Prince Graydon, all of a sudden he's a fucking sorcerer. He just pulls out his flute and he's like, boom, spell. I understand magic. And then all of a sudden he's just like in a quick montage. And now he's like up there with Alora, like being a sorcerer. Um, they don't explain that. They don't give us any understanding really as to why that even happened. They He asked him like, I think Willow asked him something about it. And he made some like, little mention oh i was learning i was listening to like you guys do your thing but that's not the same thing as practicing i can watch i I can watch like julio rodriguez hit a home run off a hundred mile fastball i can't do it just because i watched it yeah it's interesting because i yeah so a lot of it just felt really convenient right because it was just like oh we just fell into this thing or oh here's just this like Here's this answer for this thing. There's no mystery. There's no discovery of anything. They know what they need to do, and they know every single step along the way. Is that such is a bad thing, it though? Like. It's like a very straightforward uh, adventure to me. Why is that interesting, though? Because it's fun to watch. It's fun was to it? watch the curveballs I mean, there that wasn't, happen. There wasn't any mystery. There wasn't any, like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. It was like everything that, that basically happened could have been easily predicted as far as like the main story beat goes yeah they occasionally like rain and i mean the okay for one example the like barbarian type people i can't remember what they are but it's the 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 gal who ends up being um the sister uh, of the sister uh, jade's sister um i can't remember what those people are called but they like foreshadow these people as like barbarians or really bad or whatever. And then, Oh, whoops. We like ran into their, into their forest, that part of the forest. And now we're there and 
here it's now a classic, we're friends. Like we stumbled into their camp without even realizing it. Yeah, like, and then like, know, oh, kinda. we we conveniently became friends, and we didn't have to try to struggle through anything, and they just let us go, and I don't know stuff like that. The, the the whole series was just riddled with things like that for me that it was like oh that was super convenient that was really easy nobody really struggled there were no stakes to anything it felt like and speaking of they're called they're the not bone being reavers, any by the way i just looked it up the bow reavers or bone the reavers bone reavers because yeah. yeah. they were like bone masks right um yeah i just feel like i feel like the stakes weren't didn't feel very high you know like this crone or this worm or whatever you want to call it coming back Sure, I guess it could can destroy the world, but we didn't get to see anything about what it could actually do or what the the gravity of the whole thing actually is. I don't yeah, know. I it felt, felt like it was just like, oh, this really bad thing happened. Eric was kidnapped. And or it was really like, oh, Eric was kidnapped. We should probably go get him. And then it was like, oh, we stumbled onto this. We stumbled upon this plot about the world ending. We should probably do something about that. But it also happens to tie into Eric's kidnapping. Uh, but we don't really get to understand what the the strength of the power is of of this crone or the worm, other than we know it's going to destroy the world. I guess I don't know. I just felt it felt like a lot happened, but nothing that mattered happened. Interesting. I think like to me, I don't. It, you know, it didn't feel like a mystery show that needed that kind of drive to it. It felt like well, just it a wasn't fun a mystery. Yeah, no, no. But you're saying like, where, what, what is going to surprise you, or what's going to happen that you don't kind of anticipate? And like, you could say that about like the Lord of the Rings, right? To me, right? Because it's like a, a fantasy adventure where we know that all that needs to happen is for Frodo to get the One Ring to Mordor, and we right. know that when that happens, that's the end of the story. We know that all they need to do is rescue Eric, and when they do that, that's the end of the story, and that's what happens, right? And yeah. uh, so, like, to me, it's just, like, enjoying the road trip. It's like a road trip movie, right? Last mm-hmm. night, I literally watched sure. Dumb and Dumber, and Dumb and Dumber is a road trip movie, and the funniest stuff that happens is when they're just in the car laughing at each other. Yeah. There are other funny things, obviously, in that film, right? But, like... And so I just like that this was just like a quest. I, I I just like the show, I think, a lot more than you did. And I think it's like a simple, enjoyable, fun adventure show. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for like the, the fantasy adventure, whatever type of show. I just, I don't know. I just feel like nothing really gripped me. There wasn't really anything interesting enough or under, I could understand enough about this world and the things that are going on in it to be able to grip. Like, I don't know. I just feel like like... For example, the magic. There's no structure to the actual magic there. There's no way that they can build up a strength to it. You know, um, uh, Willow. That, Willow is just like, oh, just just focus and say these words, and if like I just feel correctly. It, you know, if I recall correctly, um, in the in the movie, R- Willow is not. Willow's a farmer in the in the original film, right? And his children find this this child who turns out to be a Laura Dannon, who's like a prophecy child, right? She's yeah. like a, she's like prophesized you know, to be this great sorceress, and correct. Save the yeah. world, and, and so oh, in and his Empress. quest to to defeat uh, the the evil queen that rules over the lands. I don't know the name of like the world of Willow, but like there's an evil queen. Yeah. Uh, ba- Bavmorda is the name of the queen that is like ruling in the original film. He yeah. decides that in order to defeat her, he needs to be able to uh, be be a sorcerer himself. And there's not in in the in the movie for the way it's implied is that there's no limits to who can and cannot be a sorcerer. It's not like mm. there are muggles and there are wizards like in Harry Potter, right? That some people can do magic, some people can't. It's a matter of study and technique and just like being a swordsman, right? Or being a, a, an archer or something in the universe, right? Which I like okay. because it feels less limiting. Now sure. there are still like think about it in the sense of like the Jedi, right? Where there are just certain Jedi who are inherently better than others, right? Like Anakin, right? The midichlorian bullshit, right? Whatever. Right. But like he is, you know, better than Yoda by like that kind of quantity. And that's like Laura Dan in the real world too, right? Some people are just more inclined to be more athletic. Exactly. Right. And so like basketball, Laura Dannon is like the pinnacle of that, right. In the, in their mythology, right. She, she cannot be defeated. And so, that is the that is kind of like why the thing with Graydon doesn't bother me as well because like if he's studying along the way with Willow and uh, Alora in the universe that they're talking about it makes sense right it makes sense that yeah. he would suddenly be able to cast spells and they talk about the w- the methodology to cast spells using a wand which isn't required as is shown in the show right. um, it's just like a channeling mechanism right 
right. just needs to be something like a, a object with meaning, with merit. And he uses his right. little flute that he plays throughout the show. And I like yeah. I like that it's simple and elegant. I, I like that it's not yeah, gated in the same way. And But it, yeah. it goes back to the previous point of like, it's not talked about it's not illuminated they don't just say oh well anyone can do magic right it, it is well, more yeah, of they, an implied we don't have that or context. subtle kind of element yeah we're not given that understanding from the movie that like anybody can just be a sorcerer you just have to like work yeah. at it you know it's not the same or it, i guess in everything else if someone's going to be some magical fantastic person it's some kind of inherent thing that they're born with that they have to like craft and hone yeah. And I guess in this, anybody can just be as good at magic as they can be studying algebra. Like you study algebra well enough or calculus, you can get good at it. Yeah, totally. Some Unless people are better at understanding but... it than others. And so that's, I mean, that makes more sense. But the thing is, is that that's not made apparent in the show. Hmm. Right. And, and it's, what's interesting on the other end of that is that if anybody can be be a sorcerer, anybody can learn this stuff, anybody can really pick it up, why are there not more sorcerers? Because basically Willow is like the only sorcerer left is what they talk about in the beginning of the series. But there's this like yeah. Laura Dannon out there and then he just like feels her magic or something and then reveals the sign on her arm and he's like, you're a Laura Dannon. You're the future empress of Tyr Esleen. See, I like that he recognizes her. Yeah, no, that's fine because yeah. I get that because there's like this connection and you can sense that strength and and magic. Well, and with her he or like whatever. carried her as a baby for literal, yeah, and he carried like, her as a baby. But like, like was that's her, that's an aside Lord. from the entire like magic thing. It's like if anybody could do it, why is it not more of a thing? Because it's not it's not like learning how to uh, you know dribble a basketball. You know, it, it's it's yeah. I think that what is implied is that it's. It is like becoming, you know, just like being a Jedi, right? Like, why isn't everybody a Jedi in Star Wars, right? It's like, because because anyone could be, or most people maybe could be, right? With like a lot of training and diligence, but it's like the precious few that are going to be grateful. The other thing that's, again, more implied in the from the movie and is one of the kind of blind spots that you're just going to have having not seen the movie is yeah. that like sorcery is kind of what brought down the world and why the, uh, the evil which uh, empress uh, I said her name and I've completely forgotten Morda. it. Yeah. Mov Morda. Um, like kind of tarnish the name of it, right? Like tarnish its reputation because like people saw her as like one of the few powerful sorcerers. She went off and killed all the other sorcerers because she was looking for a, a Laura Dannon. She was trying, cause she knew that a Laura Dannon was the only person that could defeat her. Right. Yeah. Very similar to like Voldemort, right? Like going off and killing a bunch of people because he knew that he was destined to die from one of them. And, uh, so it's it's just been kind of left wiped out right like the history and the lore and all that has been you know post uh post order 66 of there's a lot of parallels right and, and it's funny i keep bringing up star wars because this is originally a lucasfilm project george lucas yeah. directed the original willow yeah so there's a lot of shared like kind of ideologies and stuff like that all i'm saying is that i understand your your gripes your complaints um i think like it's it takes a little bit more nuanced and not from you, but from the show that should have taken a little bit more time to describe or, or illuminate the restrictions of the world or the, the kind of rules as it were of it, right? Like this is where, you know, you can take a master class from places like Lord of the Rings or, uh, or, um, Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. Where, where they really, they're rules to the world and they're very, very codified and very real. Um, and there are fewer rules in this world, uh, for better and for worse. Yeah. Well, you, you kind of, you know, you seem a little, not like down on the show, but you seem, you know, less excited, less, you, you obviously didn't know, like it as I, much as I did. I just, it, it just was hard to follow and it was hard to understand as someone yeah. who hasn't watched the movie because clearly you understand it a lot better than I do because you've seen the movie and, and I understand, I guess I understand that it's a continuation of that, but also yeah. at the same time, it's a soft every reboot, single I like character, to think it. yeah, I mean, at the same time, every single character is new. And the whole concept than, of the whole yeah, thing is supposed to be new other than Willow and, and like, the, uh, and, um, the queen, because she's yep. the gal from the Kit original movie. And Aaron's, uh, mom. Yeah. So like the idea of it is that like the impression that you get is that anybody should be able to walk into this show and understand because we are given context of the movie throughout, but you really have to watch the movie and have a very deep understanding of that lore for this to make sense. 
Yes, I agree. And I think that which that is, is which potentially is, one of the reasons why the show got canceled. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Because, I mean, because you're, you're, you're 30 years later creating a series, 30, uh, 30, 34, 35. It was like 88, yeah. I think. 88, you're, yeah. you're like a whole adult human separated from the beginning of this. Do yeah. you really think that like kids which is, I would argue, what this show was really targeted toward was like kids and teenagers. Would do you think they're really going to go back and have seen that movie? I no, I, so. I actually believe that this was targeted more towards our age and slightly older. I think it misses mm. the mark, but I do think it was targeted to the people that have fond memories as a child of watching Willow. Hmm. I, I think children of the eighties, right? Like kids that grew up watching yeah. Willow because yeah. I, just colloquial example. I hope he doesn't mind me bringing him up in the podcast, but Benjamin. Yeah, was a huge fan of Willow and loved this fucking show, right? And he's in his late 30s, right? And he's like, to me, a very target demographic where he can see some of the problems. He can talk about some of the things that you're talking about because even having yeah. seen the movie, it does not explain everything. But I don't know who the worm is. Maybe that's talked about in the movie, but I don't remember it, right? So like the primary antagonist that ends up being the final boss of this kind of show is not presented to me in a way that's accessible to me or anyone that's watched the movie. Yeah. Again, I don't remember. It could be brought up. Don't at me. But... I think that there is a, a a nostalgia trip that this is trying to seize on that just missed the mark a little bit. And it's not Stranger Things level where it's evoking a lot of the same things, but isn't a direct pull from any of the, the actual sources of those things. Like there's no original ideas in Stranger Things, but it uses all of the tropes of 80s and 90s science fiction, child buddy comedy, all that stuff, right? Yeah. To, to blend together a, a, a cohesive good narrative. And I love Stranger Things. But it, you know, it works a little bit better than this show because it's not so wedded to the source that yeah. you're you're kind of stuck between this this, you know, these two two difficult places to be in. So yeah. But yeah. this is all to lead up to. Tell me, tell me something you liked about the show. Give me, give me some likes. Give me some dislikes. I, I liked the casting. I thought that the characters were fun. I think that all of the the, the acting was okay. None of them particularly blew blew me off my feet, but like they all seem to portray their characters well, if that makes sense. Like, I don't, I don't know that it's so much a casting issue as it was like a directive and like writing issue. I, I feel like I believed all of them pretty well as their characters, their okay. characters themselves. Yeah. Not that interesting to me. Borman was probably the most interesting character. Okay. Because he has the much, he has the most going on. He has the most, of that like mystery or something that you're trying to figure out and you slowly peel back that onion and there's some of that character development. Everybody else didn't really have a lot going on there. They kind of all, all of their story arcs kind of played on really like worn down, well used tropes like the, mm -hmm. the nervous, uh, like wimpy kid becomes a hero, Prince Graydon, you yeah. have like basically Cinderella, <laughs> you know, yeah. Ellie is like this little cook and she's just quiet and whatever. And, you know, she's in love with Eric, this guy who's out of her league. And then she all of a sudden is just this fantastic person and like just this powerful future. It's a very and classic uh, and, uh, uh, hero with a thousand faces story for her. Specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know you have Kit, who's like the the snotty like princess who wants to just be a knight and be something else, or you know it's just hates the conformity know, the, of like hates the yeah exactly yeah. and and so so all of the other and like I mean you could even say the same of Borman, you know he's just like this this he's the like roguish transient type. rogue yeah. type who's like been in a lot of trouble. He takes up the opportunity to like protect and assist these this group and with get out their. Of quest to get out of prison and to yeah. stay out and to have basically his what his uh his slate wiped clean but yeah. there's a lot that you can tell has happened with him that we don't know yet that in even this the season that we have or the series that we have we get a little bit of that and we understand yeah. a little bit of that everybody else there's no like callback to anything else or any like real strong development it's like okay well kit obviously is just going to be an idiot and like make some bad decisions and eventually it's very bullheaded. 
not be as bullheaded and make a smart choice. Yeah. And uh, Ellie, or not Ellie, that's the, uh, Elora, you know, is going to become confident in herself after being like this quiet behind the scenes person and then take on the, the big bad at the end because she's supposed to, um, I don't know. It just felt very like predictable, but I, I think that they all made like the, the casting was good. They all made sense as the characters they portrayed. I just think that the writing of the characters was failed to deliver a little bit. I like how you're calling this all a positive. I mean, I, I'll, it's mixed. Okay. That the, the positive part is that I believe think that the these people played these characters, the characters yeah, and the characters that they played made sense. Yeah. The, the deeper part of that is not a positive, right? Got it. I, like I the casting was good. The yeah. writing and the direction of their characters and their, their scenes or whatever, the way they behaved was not. And I, I don't know any of these people and their acting well enough to know if they're just bad actors hmm. because none of them are really in much. Other than Erin Kellyman, who plays Jade, she is actually Carly in Falcon and Winter Soldier, and she is phenomenal, and she's good yeah. in this too. See, I I'm gonna I'm gonna bump I'm gonna we're gonna have a, one of our patented disagreements and say that okay. I I disagree with most of what you said. I, I think that the cast does a really good job, and I think they're really, I think there are better actors, and I think there are worse actors in the cast. Yeah. Just to clarify, I think the star of the show, who is the namesake, is Warwick Davis as Willow. Warwick Davis is one of the most pro- prolific actors and one of the highest uh, grossing actors of all time, uh, and I think holds the record for for highest grossing actor that has never really, or like that is a secondary character in almost everything. Right. Um, he, for people that don't know, was the original wicket in, uh, uh, return of the Jedi. Who's like the main Ewok that, uh, that everyone loves and has just a long relationship with, uh, with George Lucas. Yeah. He's in Harry Potter. He plays like six people in Harry Potter. He, he plays every, uh, every tiny person in any show. I I guess, I guess the asterisk I needed to add to that apparently is, is, uh, everybody upside from Warwick Davis. Obviously, he's phenomenal and he's been in a lot of great stuff. Yeah, I was I, meaning everybody else who I didn't recognize and never seen before. Okay, but even then, I think I think I liked the acting again, just a little, like a touch more than you. Sure. This, you know, I, I I believe like you're saying. I think everyone played the characters really well, and I think they're all written extremely consistently, which I really yeah. like. None of them make decisions that seem completely outside of the realm of what their characters would do. Right. And I, I just like consistency. The only person that does is Alora because she's going through this like very rapid, intense transformation. And so yeah. I really like that she, she is the most evolved character by the end of the show and they all have subtle evolutions. Right. Um, but, but hers is, is the most prominent. So that was like one of the big things. I think Warwick Davis needs to star in more things. Cause I think genuinely he's a, he's a, he's a gem and a very strong yeah. actor. I think he starts kind of poor, honestly, um, and then by the end of the show, he's like carrying it, but like, you know, he, he's very good. Anyway, uh, the other thing that I loved, 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 loved about the show was that they used a ton of practical effects and mm. I love practical effects. Now, obviously they have scenery shots and they're matted in on things. They're, uh, they're, you know, in a lot of places that can't physically exist in the real world, obviously using yeah. CGI, there's some battles with magic they can't do that in the real world either, but I really like the way it looks. It looks very distinct from a lot of the other types of magics you see in a lot of shows and, or movies. And I love that like everybody that you see basically the whole time is in makeup and not in a, not a CGI monster. Obviously there are shots where they are, but like when they're up close and personal with the other actors that are playing real people, you know, they're like the crone has several minions that attack uh, at various points in the show. One of them is like this huge guy with like a cage on his head. He kind of looks like an ogre. There's another, that's like a, like a bird lady that has like skin and feathers. It's really kind of like kind of partners. Yeah. um, And like, Whenever it's like a wide shot where they're doing something that like couldn't exist in the real world, it's CGI. But then whenever it's a close up, it's really people acting in makeup. And more shows need to fucking do this. And I hate that I have to say to stop relying on CGI as much. But like it's something that we see so much, and it, it's it's gotten really yeah. tiresome. Um, and same thing. There's a great creature that shows up late in the show uh, that carries them across this like sand sand sea. It's like it's this really weird place where yeah. it's like a sea that's like three inches thick. Uh, deep I mean and then the rest is like sand marshes right and so like you could walk across the whole ocean 
you know, it's not, but then there are these creatures that dig through the sand really quickly. And so they are like taking a carriage of one when they get uh, tricked at one point. And every time you see that animal, uh, because Graydon creates a bond with it, it's like a practical real puppet that they fucking built. Yeah. And it looks so fucking good. And it's Mm -hmm. like that little bit of realism goes so far to build a better world. In my opinion, they're riding real ass horses, right? They're in the real ass woods in Wales, right? Like, so I think like all of that really, uh, builds the world in such a way where like you compare, for instance, I'm going to keep going back to this as well. You compare the original Lord of the Rings trilogy with the Hobbit trilogy and how much more real the original Lord of the Rings trilogy felt because how much less special effects were used and how much more practical it's not effects not 90% CGI. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. you know, you, you compare, you know, obviously they had breakthrough special effects in those movies. Yeah, that are so believable that you don't even know that they're special effects and they're used as sparingly as possible. It's why fucking Jurassic Park still looks like a movie that was made last week because they use it so effectively and in the right places. And I think this this show really did the best it could to to fulfill that kind of way of doing things in a way that doesn't betray the like source material that used a ton of uh, industrial light and magic puppets and original effects from the 80s that were like pioneers at the time. So really really prop props to them i i like the show I'm so one of your big it. positives about this show was something that has nothing to do with the actual show and rather just the production of the show which is valid we've talked about the production of the show before which is valid no i'm saying it's valid but it's not the content of the show it's just the way they did it which is great okay, then i'll continue to talk about the content of the show I, okay as i want to talk <laughs> i want to talk about something okay talk about something willow yeah okay He's like this hero or whatever, and he like he's like, oh, Alora, I'm gonna teach you how to be a sorcerer, all this stuff, and he's all confident and whatever, and he's like, you've really got to fight, and you've got to push, and you've got to be a badass, and all this stuff, and he has some really bad nightmares where he sees Alora just destroying the world. No, she dies. He dying. He can save her. Yeah. Where he can't save her, right? And then at the end, he's just like. I'm going to go back to my daughter in my home. Yeah. And he just like cries about it for a while. And then literally the next scene, he like had jumped through the hole or whatever, the sea to be with them. And is like, I am just all of a sudden an amazing magician, even though I just spent an entire series talking about how I'm not that great and I fucking suck. And I'm going to just be a badass now. And let me pull you out of this super strong, like sorcerer's, power and magic hallucination scene thing where she's like got everybody in grips i'm just gonna magically pull them out and then what is that about so what what is that about he talks about how he's a dog shit sorcerer the whole time and now he's not that great he's done okay and he does teach alora stuff and he fights with her and like trains her and spars and whatever but he's talking about the whole time how he's so mid and how He's not that great, and then he's complaining, and he wants to go home to protect his daughter and his family, and he literally leaves everyone behind to go do that, and then he just shows up and is like, boom, I'm a bad bitch, here's some magic, now everybody's on a level playing field. Like, what happened to the struggle of, oh, maybe I guess I should go with them, oh, I feel really bad, like, did that happen in the last episode? Yeah, so so let me clarify, right? Have, I guess you that's because I missed last that episode. last episode. Yeah, there's some there's some context not that you're missing, but it's it's more nuanced than I think you're presenting, right? Okay. I see the broader point that you're trying to make, right? So the reason that he wants to go back is because specifically the sea that they're crossing, which again the name the name escapes me right at this exact second, right? But the 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 really shallow sea that they basically get to the edge of, it's like the edge yeah. of the world that yeah. they need to jump over to get to the city where where Eric is trapped. Uh, it is like constructed to demoralize and to like try yeah. to get you to turn back. And we're seeing tons of examples throughout the whole time that they're traveling across it. They take like an entire episode to get across it of everybody like slowly kind of not going mad, but like regretting the decision it. and wanting to go back, yeah. running out of provisions, you know, it is hinted at. Right. And the episode before we saw a vision of Willow um, with uh, his daughter, who is in the original uh, movie as well, uh, being basically like frightened and like 
it's like a, a vision to try and get him to turn back. Right. She's like, why did you leave us? Like, we're, we're going to die. We're suffering. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah. And so that's like, what's motivating him. Right. Right. And then everybody, right. Yeah. Yeah. So then the context for the rest of it is that he shows up very much like halfway through the kind of whole battle that's happening. And while he shows up in the, the uh, sequences of like hallucinations that Kit and Alora are faced with, yeah. he is not physically there. He is not literally there. He is, it is like his spirit and the, the guidance that he has provided to the team, right? Like they are hearing his voice as like a, a, a mentor voice of like, what would Willow do in this situation? And oh. then he does so he's show even stronger at magic than no, 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 I it's, not, it's not a magical thing. Right. It's like they're weighing the decision of joining the crone and the worm or not. Right. And, and that's basically okay. what's being presented to them. They have the opportunity to right. basically like drink pure evil is like what the, what turned Eric evil. And yeah. they're trying to weigh it. Right. And then they're thinking about like the good, the pros and the cons. Right. And they both envision Willow, as being like the side of good, right? Of like the force pulling them towards the light. Think about like an Uncle Ben, right? Where it's like go to Dagobah, you know, in the second, like he, that's like the only influence he has, right? Where it, it, it is less of Willow is like astral projecting or showing up physically. And it's much more of a, they believe that it's better to go with Willow to fight and not, you know, to resist basically. Then they start fighting. The people that show up are, Everybody sans Willow. Willow is not there when they start this whole fight sequence that right. is post the um, the events of their uh, their hallucinations. Like the and then as they're scene. fighting, they go outside. Kit starts fighting Eric, and the crone starts fighting Alora. And then right as they're like about to be, you know, kind of struck down or they're kind of at their lowest point, Willow shows up and kind of rescues them a little bit. But he's mostly a secondary character in the final battle, helping out the other folks that are needing help in their various fights. Right. So he goes and helps Jade and then he goes and helps Kit and then he goes like, you know what I mean? And then he helps to clear the brainwashing out of Eric after all is said and done. But he's like he shows up basically mid battle and he realizes that like his friends need him in the same way that he realizes he had to go on this quest with Alora Dannon in the first place. Right. So I think there's like a little bit of like subtlety that it's hard to realize without having seen the show that I understand why you're bringing like, why did you just like feel one way like why is he so yeah. wishy-washy right um and even in the the ending fight like he does do some sorcery but he's it's, it's not like he's just like blasting people away and everybody else is like useless he's like very much in the fight with everybody else and trying to hold his own hmm okay it no, makes I me sad think, like, right because yeah. we, we talk we talk a lot about these shows right that that only made it one season and and by and large we've always been able to find them we had one show that we were going to do that we were literally unable to find anywhere um, and we'll, we'll try to save it until we can find it. But like you, yeah. str- you looked even on sites that are not the most savory sites to try and find the show. And yeah, I mean, find I've been it. looking for at least a week to try to finish yeah. the show. We, we, and we basically like kind of had to anywhere. postpone our recording of this to give you some time to yeah. find it. And it, it is genuinely a shame because like, I believe in kind of like, I'm going to call it art preservation because like whether or not you like the show, it is art to yeah. the people that made it. And yeah. the fact that like it is now inaccessible, Disney arbitrarily decided to purge it. And not make it available yeah. on DVD, Blu-ray, any other medium is, is, is like so genuinely wild. a shame. That's so wild because it literally ended like four, five months ago and it, it was brand new six months ago when it came out. Like yeah. it has not been around that long. It's not like it's a series that came out a couple of years episode. ago and failed and then was canceled. It was canceled, you know, right away or when it was and then pulled like five months later. Like I don't, I feel like maybe people weren't watching it. Now I was gonna say, I also don't know a lot about like this big purge that Disney plus did. I know they removed a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Well, we'll I'll, I'll get into it in a second, but for context, uh, the last episode of this show, cause it aired weekly when it was coming out was on January the 11th, 2023. Yeah. Right. We are recording this on June the 4th, 2023. So literally less than six months after the yeah. final episode. And it was removed from the platform on May 26, 2023. So less than yeah. a w- two weeks ago, right? Yeah. And so not only did they cancel the show, they summarily removed your ability to even enjoy a show that was canceled yeah. in a way that is kind of, it's not like unprecedented, but it's very, uh, very different from what was going on. It yeah. got pretty, pretty good reviews. 
Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes gave it an 84, which is pretty yeah, pretty strong. I think that's uh, one of the things I was surprised about. Seven out of ten on, on critical reviews. Uh, 70 out of 100, right? Like generally favorable reviews, right? I think that those are like, you know, that's usually more than a lot of the bars to clear of the other shows that get canceled that we talk about, right? And the audience reception was really strong. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like it was pretty well received and everybody was really into it. It says, oh. according to streaming aggregator Real Good, Willow was the sixth most streamed program across all platforms in the United States during the week of December 14th. Wow. So, it was so pretty, you're telling me the sixth most streamed show is gone six months after that. Yeah, I guess so. You know what's it's just a shame. Wild it makes me. me sad. Yeah. I do recall also seeing there was some speculation we told we said we would talk about this that yes, yeah. it may not actually have been canceled but rather postponed while Disney tries to figure out some some shit. Yes. Uh, so just want to call that out and address best. that now. Yeah. It seems like initially uh, it was kind of announced as closed, but then I think I remember seeing that one of the like execs at Disney like tweeted about it or something, and was like, "Well, we're just taking a hiatus, and we so want I to can just focus this and kind of make a darker, better version of this or something." So, so uh, like I looked into this quite quite a bit because I was really curious, right? Because we like we texted show, about yeah. it a little bit, right? So Disney announced that it was canceled, right? Yeah. I don't know the date of when that was, right? few right. months back said it was canceled the creator expressed his disappointment online at twitter um son of lawrence kasdan I'm, I'm forgetting the guy's name but his last name is kasdan we'll just go with that um and expressed his disappointment then a, I, I would say within a week he says okay we're actually not canceled we're on a hiatus for the next year where no okay. development will happen within the next year um and then within a two weeks of that, I think, or one or two weeks of that is when Disney announced that it was going to be purging it from the platform. He then said that he was optimistic about the purge, not pessimistic, because he was reflecting on when he was growing up, the Disney vault was very much a thing where they would pull Aladdin sure. from sales for two years and then bring it back out to kind of yeah. respur sales, right? Um, but the reason that I'm less inclined to believe that that is what's actually going on with Disney is that they pulled a lot of the shows that are poor performers and not good shows right. and other canceled shows. So if you like look at the list, I think there's like maybe one other that's kind of like in the upper tier, but the rest were like pretty mid or pretty watch shows. Yeah. And yeah. Hulu did the same thing because it was like during their big merger yeah. um, where like Hulu and Disney both like purged a bunch of shows off and I read through a whole list and that's how I knew that we should watch Willow. The, the point is all to say that, from everything that the official people that would say if this show was canceled or not, it is canceled. That is like okay. Disney has said it is canceled and they're the people that make it. So unless it gets chopped around and finds a different home somewhere else, which I don't think that Disney would ever give up the rights of anything, especially I mean, Disney Lucas owns Lucasfilm Lucas and yeah, yeah never th- that it's, it's DOA, right? Uh, I, okay. Th- could, could there be, you know, in two years, could we release a part two to this episode, which would kind of be interesting of, you know, the first show that we had canceled that then was resurrected, you know, many years later. Totally. I think, especially now with the writer's strike going on right now, that the odds that the show will ever come back are next to nothing. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you have it. There you go. But we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll reassess uh, if we hear another season. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we we only review shows that made it one season, but we'll definitely talk about it if, if that happens here on the platform. Yeah. I want yeah. to hear what you would have wanted from a season two. Context and explanation, a real story. Um, Damn. Well, that was me. No. No, I thought a real just, story. I, I think that, that as you guys all just listened to me say... I felt lost. I felt like nothing yeah. really happened, but a lot happened. I didn't feel like there was a strong direct. It, there was this, this whole, Hey, we got to go find Eric. Okay. That's our North star. And we got derailed a bunch. None of it meant anything. None of it made really made sense. It was just all kind of like, I don't know. It just felt really like, separated from itself i don't know i guess what i would want to see from a season two um and correct me if i'm wrong but the cliffhanger at the end is that everybody leaves they're on their journey back home with eric and graydon wakes up and is with the worm or the crone or whatever being shown elora 
basically like asking him to take like build a new world with him right so what i read online because kind of i was curious about this right to clarify because i was i was in the same boat of asking the question what the consensus is from like the conversation online was that it, he is not the worm is not showing Alora. the worm that is a that is the worm taking the form of Alora. okay right that well, the, the, that the worm is beckoning yeah. him into this new age of destruction right to, right. to join him and one okay. of the things that's interesting about graden's character is we know that multiple times he's been possessed which it yeah. happens once prior to the events of the show when he was possessed and then murdered his, yep. his older yeah, brother. Yeah, kid, yeah. And then another time in episode four is like the whole point of that episode is to like save him from being possessed and banishing Alora to the crown's dimension. Yeah. So it, it's kind of interesting that he's now kind of trapped with another force that could, uh, could, and that he's uh, going to possess get possessed him. again. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess, I guess we, see, we would probably see him get possessed. He's this, he's the big bad now. Cause He's the sorcerer in his own right, but then he's also possessed. They're on their way home, and he's trying to stop them. I don't know. Okay, that, that's you, all you would think I it really was like a know. return home kind of thing. I, Presley, I, I understood so little of this show that I, that's the best I can do. To be honest okay, with you, that's fair. I, I even like, I rewatched episodes when I was like watching yeah. it, and I tried. It just didn't make sense. It just. I felt like there was too much that was assumed by the show and too much that they expected us to assume and just get via some kind of magic. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there is I don't have that magic. I'm not a sorcerer. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I, you know, I just like, I think we talked about it, but I just like that there is ambiguity. I like that I'm allowed to fill in the gaps of the world rather than the world beating me over the head with, with all of the things. I don't disagree that there could be some more structure and some better ways of laying out the world. Yeah. But like I was reading the synopsis of the rereading the, like the Willow movie synopsis and in the synopsis of that movie, it's like in the unnamed world. Right. So like even in the, in the original film, we do not know the name of like earth right in this world. Right. We don't have a middle yeah. earth. We don't have a Westeros equivalent. Right. And I kind of like that. I, I don't know. It, it allows you to let the world shit about the name thing. of the world. No, no, no. But I'm, I'm just saying Tell in the broader me something context, about right? the story. <laughs> yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I'm just like, I understand why you're frustrated about like the antagonist of the worm. Like who is the worm? What is that? Right. Who is the crone? Who is that? Like what's going on? Right. I don't need to but, know everything, but I need to know something. No, no, no. I understand. I'm just you making the I mean? point that like, yeah, there, I can understand why there is ambiguity and I can understand why they sure. were letting the, the, uh, the watcher make uh make some thoughts for themselves yeah i do think that is one of the deficiencies of the show is that things yeah. weren't spelled out quite as easily as they needed to be i think that oftentimes especially in modern television things are so over explained that audiences are kind of used to it and so when you have a show like this and a lot of other like prestige television shows that force the viewer to take a little bit more ownership of their own knowledge of it it can often fail I'm not saying that it's a failure of you. I'm saying it's a failure no, yeah. of the show trying to present that. It's, it's a tightrope right. that they have to walk really carefully. I think it misses the mark here. I think it's trying to do something really cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree with anything you said. I mean, yeah. No, I just, I'm sharing with our listeners. Personally, from um, a season two, I would have really liked to see, um, like, a few years later, like they do a, a, not mm. a huge time jump, but like two years later, let's say, where. Okay. Um, Alora has like really mastered like she's been training with Willow for multiple years now and is like the master of her own thing because like she starts the show as like a very meek uh, very uh, I don't know how to describe it other than meek but she's like she's a, a, a peasant that works in the kitchen of, of the castle right and by the end of the show she's like this badass sorceress that's like fucking murdering people and has these cool spells and all this stuff right yeah. and so it'd be really cool to see kind of like the transition of Luke between Return of the Jedi uh, and Empire Strikes Back, where, like, when you yeah. see him in Return of the Jedi, he's a much more, like, you know, he's a form Jedi, right? And I would love he's to see Jedi that. He's a Jedi Knight, finally. It, precisely, right? I'd right. love to see that transition of Alora and some of the other characters, right? What is the relationship with Kate and Jade now that the arranged marriage can no longer happen between Kit and... Because uh, Graydon's and dead. Graydon, right? Because for all intents and purposes, he's dead. Uh, would Borman have like joined the Knights and kind of become a more proper member of society or would he yeah. continue to be a roguish guy? I would like to see some time elapse, right? I would like to see Willow return to his family, spend some time with yeah. him because it's like genuinely really sweet. 
the uh, actress that plays Willow's daughter in the show is Warwick Davis's real daughter. And so, mm-hmm. like, I th- I could feel that, like, I was like, this is so interesting to have uh, these two actors because, like, they felt really close in a weird way when I saw them. And yeah. then I looked it up and I was like, oh, that's because they are really close in real life because they're uh, their father and daughter. Yeah. All of this is to say it would have been cool to then have Graydon kind of thrust in back as the antagonist where he's trying to break down the wall that is preventing evil magic into uh, into the main capital. Basically, yeah. there's like this huge magical wall fortress around the main capital that like protects it. Yeah. Um, and it would be really cool to see that like break down in the world to kind of fall apart. And then the team has to get back together to kind of rescue Graydon and or prevent mm-hmm. a, another subsequent collapse. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. And it would be structurally, I think, a little easier for us to follow because the world's been established a little bit more. You have better stakes in the sense of, like, what is going to happen if something happens. Like, you don't really know what's going to happen if all the characters kind of fall to the dark side, as it were, at the end of this show versus, like, in that perpet- in the in the proposed season two that I'm talking about, you would yeah. have a better idea of, like, well, you know, if the worm takes over, everybody fucking dies. And that's, like, a much more yeah. concrete idea of, like stakes right because i yeah. think that was what you're missing yeah you're right like about. what would actually happen if this bad actor succeeded and i don't really think we fully fully understood that they could just show like you know Graydon in that moment when they you know pick up where that left off and then yeah he is the the whatever the crone or the worm or whatever communes with him and then he sees this vision of what will actually happen and that would be enough for me to be like oh that's fucking bad i don't want that to happen i want but that's what happens does it yeah well then i don't remember it slash well you didn't see it because it's it's in the it's the final shot of the final episode you know what well okay great Glad they did that right at the final scene of the final episode. It's so meant to I be understand. a cliffhanger. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, again, the entire series up until that point, we have no idea what is going to actually happen. Anyways, I, we could just argue about this forever. I know. And nobody's going to have a good time. Uh, Presley. I'm having a great time. One final note. Uh, I really, so A Knight's Tale is one of my favorite movies. Oh, A Knight's Tale know. has a, a lot of like classic music, yeah. uh, classical, oh, classic rock, excuse me, fucking... and stuff in the show in a way that's like fun and funny and silly and yeah. it works really well. And then I think the the people who saw Willow really also like A Knight's Tale and they're like, let's just copy that, but then let's do it shitty. <laughs> the worst way possible. And in the worst way possible. Yeah. And I just wanted to also call out that I absolutely hated that. It is the worst part of this entire show, and I'm glad you brought it up because I had forgotten about it. We didn't really talk like as much about like we didn't we when we talked about likes and dislikes, we didn't kind of delineate it. But for context to our listeners, every opportunity there is for music, there is never any classical or more like high fantasy style music. Right, it is all contemporary pop music. uh, There's like there's a Metallica song in there and two stuff. So yeah, there's a a bit of an eclectic taste to it but it's all but, covered and done in basically the same way and it's all bad all problem all yeah. bad as we like to yeah. say yeah. um because it it so pulls you away from the like the atmosphere yeah. you can do it once in like a really intense cool fight sequ- you know sure. what i mean or a training yeah, montage right totally. but to do it like every 10 minutes yeah. in a show of eight episodes you know that's like and they're even on their wikipedia page they list every single song it's and so much i, I, I encourage everyone it. who's listening to it to just scroll through it because it really goes to show how many songs they pull into the show i'm just gonna look through it really quickly so in they have multiple volumes. They have volume episodes one through three, four through six, and uh, seven through eight, and thirty three, uh, thirty six, and twenty eight. Do that. So math. that's a almost a hundred, right? Roughly a hundred. Let's call it for yeah. a, a, many hours of music. They they list the minutes here as well, and it's something that was noted by a lot of critics as well of how like mistoned it was. Um, yeah. And it, I'm very glad you reminded me you know of this because it's one of the worst aspects of the show. Maybe that's why I didn't understand any, anything in this freaking show is because every time one of these songs came on, I recognized it, but I couldn't place it right away. And then I thought about what is this song? And did, I literally had that moment many times. Right. And then I was like, oh, 
but I'm I'm watching it, but I'm like comprehending something else. No, I understand. Yeah, and like I mean, I can multitask enough to like see the show and kind of get what's going on. You physically know what's happening, but you're missing a lot of the narrative importance like, of it. Yeah, I don't. Well, it, it's Anyways. it's like the best way to describe it is like when you're thinking about something else while reading like a paragraph. And yeah, physically you've read the yeah. paragraph, but you do not know what happened to yeah. that paragraph, right? It's it, yeah, there's so many different so many of those moments, and I did go back so that I caught oh, yeah. whatever happened. No, I rewind several times. Sense. Um, but Presley, before we call it, uh, I want to hear from you, your star rating. So if you could recap the ratings and give your rating, that would be wonderful. And then I'll give mine, which I feel like I have a pretty good idea of what your rating is going to be and what my rating is going to be. Okay. So please, would you mind for our our, uh, new listeners, as well as returning listeners, our, our rating system is a five star scale with zero stars being this should never have been an idea that was ever put on paper it, it is it's okay to have these ideas in your head but not to make anybody watch them in a yeah. show uh n- number one out of five is uh you know we could have gotten a pilot and we would have been satisfied with with said pilot but it didn't have enough didn't have legs to stand on to make a whole show let alone multiple seasons of a show uh two out of five stars is you know a season was just just right just enough for us to hate it you know it, it didn't didn't need to go on <laughs> Uh, and uh, mercifully was killed before it could uh, drag everybody else down around it. Three is our, uh, we call it our watch at your own risk category. It is, hey, if you like our discussion, if you think what we're talking about is fun, uh, if you uh, think the, you know, any of the context of what you've heard, be it in this podcast or otherwise was good, you might enjoy the show, but it, you know, it's 50-50 to us, right? Like you could love our discussion about it and hate the show. You could hate our discussion about it and love the show. Um, four is like our, it's a solid show that should have gotten another season. Uh, Just a a very standard, like it's a, it's, it's sad that the show was canceled. Should have, should have been able to, to have more life to it. And then five is our criminal crime category of it is a criminal crime that this show was canceled and should have, uh, it, it, it would have been continued to be in the zeitgeist for a very long time. Imagine if like game of thrones or something was canceled after the first season like what we would have missed out on those are our fives right where uh you know truly truly missed out upon uh with with that being said do i go first or do you go first you go first okay uh i'm gonna give it a three i think you predicted i was gonna do a four i was sniffing Um, out a four yeah and i I, and i waffle i think a three is a safer uh bet for me because i do think waffle more than pancake but anyways no pancakes are i I stand pancakes um Mm. the 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 reason why i'm going with a three right is for a lot of the reasons that you expressed kind of frustration and and similarly i have similar frustrations i I just think they're fewer than yours of like if you haven't seen the original film and or you struggle with that kind of making things up about the world like not having every single gap filled in, in in the narrative of the show i think that it's going to be a less enjoyable show for you i also think like if you really hate the kind of musical interludes that kind of ruin the pacing of the show i think that can also be a, a real bummer and killer for a lot of people yeah. like i said earlier i think the practical effects are really good i think all the actors are doing a very good job for what the show is and really genuinely trying their hardest to make it feel fun and good I do like a lot of the fight sequences, believe it or not. I think they could have been shot slightly better, but I think like they really are standing in like a really fucking dirty quarry having a sword fight in the pouring rain. Like it, yeah. it, it, it is real. And I appreciate yeah. that they really did take the time to choreograph and to make these things, even if it doesn't work all the time. I like it a lot. Some people will not like it. So I think it's a very easy three for me. Um, you could maybe bump it up to a four, uh, if, if I'm feeling really good on that given day or, you know, I, I if I, if I could physically watch this again and rewatch it, cause I fucking can't, which is disappointing. <laughs> it makes me, you'll it buy it when out. it's on Apple TV. I'm sure. I guess, but they might not, Apple might not license it. Right. Because That's it's true, not accessible. Yeah. yeah. Um, true. I might give it a four, but, but right now I'm feeling a three and I'm happy with a three. Okay. What about you, Andrew? I am going to give it a one. I'm gonna give it a I one. held up a finger just to you prove did. that yeah, I had an idea. Yeah, he held up a finger like as soon as I was. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I think any normal show because because so I'm kind of breaking the the scale a little bit. I'm breaking the the rating a little bit here. <laughs> the way that we qualify our ratings. I think the way so. that we qualify our yeah. ratings. So any if this was any other show, the the feelings I have about it, I would probably put it. I, I would put it as. Well, I would put it as a one, but like 
I think one season of this show was deserved. Okay. Right. I think that after the pilot, I wasn't ready to have a one star opinion of it. Right. Yeah. There are a lot yeah, of yeah. shows that we watch that we give a one that literally after that first episode, you're like, this you're is like, a one. Yeah. I don't want And you pretty much know. Anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I think Bionic that's Woman the caveat. A great example. Yeah. That's the caveat to my one is that like the, the only part of that, that I would, that I would like put an asterisk next to is that I think it did deserve a season because it took me that long to form that low of an opinion of it i see so like you know in, in the parlance of the way that i laid out the star rating yeah you might have given this a two but by the end of the show you realize that it was a one yeah right exactly got it yeah so exactly. I, I i get that and i think i i would love maybe in you know next week or not next week our next episode yeah. uh, maybe you sit down and watch willow fill in some of the gaps it's a great fantasy movie oh the movie i was like i yeah. can't fucking watch the tv no, show no it's no gone the, forever. Yeah, that's the problem yeah i know the, the, the show name. the movie um, it is actually still up on disney plus so yeah no they kept it it keeps being recommended yeah. to me which is kind of cruel yeah. if you think about yeah, it same um but you know it's got some great 80s actors val kilmer uh you know prior to his departure oh, from yeah. acting and totally. he's he's mentioned it multiple times in the show but because he no yeah. longer acts and is not you know privy to that yeah. he just right i understand why he was not in the show completely um Yo, for of course. And so I would encourage you to watch the show, watch the movie. Tell me what you a just think of the movie because I think the movie's great. Um, but b tell me if it kind of helps you feel a little bit better about the show's history. You don't need to reprise or change your score, but at some point in the future we should we should just mention it on the podcast if you okay. if you get around to watching it. We can watch okay. it together. Okay. Cool. Well, fantastic. Um, I think that we did a great job. I think the show's great. And I'm sorry that nobody who's <laughs> listening to this podcast now can fucking watch it. And make yeah. your own fucking determination. Yeah, it really is Even though I give bad. it a three and it's a watch at your own risk, you can't even watch it at your own risk. So it's really a two. Um, because you can't recommend it because it's not watchable. Yeah. No, maybe we'll kidding. like Maybe we'll like illegally post it on our <laughs> website or something. <laughs> Be like, this is Ooh. the secret Willow, uh, Willow yeah. repository. Okay. Hey, Disney, if you're listening, that was a joke total joke <laughs> um, um yeah. tell them where they can find find our our funny things andrew uh i would love to do that but first i want to let you know what the next show is i thought we do that after we tell them about our fun things i don't remember okay tell tell me i'm excited i don't know yet um well now i don't want to <laughs> Okay, tell them about. <laughs> okay, I'll tell them where they can find us. Uh, you can go to uh, season1pod.com. That is our website. You can see our list of uh, shows that we're both upcoming and going to do, as well as our previous episodes and shows. If you want to listen there, we have merch up there as well. That looks pretty cool, if I do say so myself. Uh, we are also on just about all the social medias that you could ever wish for, season underscore one underscore pod on just about all of those. So you can find us there. We post uh, little clips from uh, our pod here. Uh, <clears throat> we post little clips, uh, little funny moments, interesting discussions up there if you want to share them with your friends to help spread the word. Finally, uh, leave us a rating and review. We really appreciate it. It genuinely means a lot and helps us uh, get the podcast out to more people. And we think we have a lot of fun, interesting things to say about shows that can no longer be watched on Disney Plus <laughs> specifically. God, yeah. I'm mad about it. Anyway, yeah. with that out of the way, Andrew, uh, please tell us what the next uh, yeah. show that we will be watching and discussing in two weeks time. So I actually already know the next two series that I am going to choose for us to watch because Ooh, I was looking damn. at the list and I was like, man, I really want to do this one. But, but also this one. I think we need a break from brand new shows that were canceled. And okay. so we're going back in time a little bit. But not Okay, so one far. of them is a newer one and one of them is an older one. That's correct. Spoilers. Okay. That's correct. Um, well, I'm not giving you both now, but no, I know. I'm just telling you that I did my homework. Some sleuths out there might um, be able to look at our list online and figure it out is what I'm saying. Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> the next show we're going to watch is called Happy Town. It's a Happy mystery town. show. Okay. Uh, basically, this small town in Minnesota. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Has a bunch of, uh, <laughs> of unresolved kidnappings. Um, oh, scary. They enjoy a half decade of crime-free life. Um, and then some crimes happen and they're just thrown into figuring out what's going on. Whoa. Um, okay, cool. That is a, that is a synopsized version of the synopsis from Wikipedia. So I've nice. basically given you almost nothing. Um, but have you it's watched the show already? No, it's, it's called, what is it again? It's called happy town. Happy town for our listeners. Happy okay. Town. I look an ABC to this. This series. Sounds interesting. 
Um, yeah, it's got some familiar faces from like the 2010s. Cool. I don't know any of their names because they aren't <laughs> incredibly notable actors. Uh, right. But I do recognize some of them as being okay. in a lot of other canceled shows. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, Happy Town. Uh, it's an ABC series. I'm sure it'll be somewhere. Okay. Uh, but that's well, going to be our next episode. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for, for tuning in and listening to us. We really look forward to seeing you around in two weeks' time. And uh, until then, my name is Presley. My name is Andrew. We watched it, and good luck trying. <laughs>